Today, the 21st of Av, is a yurt site of two of the most unbelievable tzaddikim that we had in the 20th century, and it's hard always to pick. Reb Chaim Brisker, the holy Reb Chaim Salavechik, who changed the way that everyone learns Gemara, plus etc., 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 and the holy Belzereber, a barn of bells. And since it's a day that unites these two worlds, the world of Litvisha learning, Reb Chaim Brisker and Reb, the Holy Rebbein of Bells, the world of Chesidus. So I would actually like to share a story today that I act surprisingly only found out a couple of days ago because it's a story that actually took place with my friend's grandparents and the Belzerov, the Holy Belzerov, Rebbein of Bells. So some of you might have know, know that I have a friend that lives in Bar Park. His name is Rebbein Klein. And Rebarch's father is a Jew by the name of Reb Moshe Shia Klein, Zuzangazunt. Reb Moshe Shia Klein, who happened to have had had a relationship with a lot of tzaddikim, he's also in the silver business. He was the one that brought in 1970 when the Lubavitcher Rebbe finished the Sefer Torah Shal Mashiach. Reb Moshe Shia Klein is the one that brought the silver crown, the Keter Torah, to the Rebbe. He, in 770. He also got Rebetz and Chaim Mushka's Shabbos candlesticks. And he's the nephew of Rabbi Aaron of Bells. His mother's sister was married to Rabbi Aaron of Bells. And this story that I'm about to tell you took place with his parents, Ramesha Shia Klein's parents. His father's name was Rabbi Shimon Klein, who happened to come from a Munkacher family, was connected to the Mincha Saluzer, the Holy Munkacher Rebbe also. So there's a lot of tzaddikim involved in that family. And listen to this story. Listen to the story. So this Rabbi Shimon Klein, just not too long after he got married, his wife, Ramesha Shia Klein's mother, had some kind of horrible, horrible growth in her head. And the doctor said they needed to check it out, do, a, I think, a spinal tap. And in those days, this were talking many, many years ago, and everything back then, procedures were extremely painful even to check up. And they said that she had some growth in her brain, and it was also sticking out and protruding from her forehead, and would have been a dangerous and excruciatingly painful just to check it out and then look into it. So Srib Shimon Klein was beside himself, ran to his brother-in-law, the holy Belzerebbe, and said what's going on with his wife, and that the doctors are saying that they need to operate and they need to go through this whole thing. And the Belzeruva, Barna Bells, who of course lived in Tel Aviv, said to Reb Shimon Klein, don't worry about it. You don't have to operate on your wife. Don't, you don't have to do anything. She'll be completely fine. Now again, the doctor said there was a growth in her brain. The Belzeruv said to his brother-in-law, Reb Shimon Klein, don't worry about it. <clears throat> Absolutely, you don't have to do nothing. But, however, he said to this Reb Klein, I don't want to take this upon myself by myself. I want a Bezdin. I want a Bezdin. I want to have two, two other tzaddikim, holy people, together with me. We know a Bezdin, a Jewish court, a Jewish rabbinical court has to have three rabbis that then have the koach of Torah. When you have three real, a real Bezdin, <laughs> if you have rabbis, holy people sitting on a Bezdin, that's the koach of Torah. So the Belzerov said, I don't want it by myself. He told us of Klein, go to Bnei Brak. The Belzerov told him, go to the Bnei Brakarov, who of course at that time was the Chazanish, Zechir Tzadik Levracha, the Chazanish, who lived at the time in Bnei Brak. The Belzerov said, go from here, Tel Aviv, to Bnei Brak, 
He should also be on the Bezdin that says that she doesn't have to have an operation and then get someone else. And as soon as he walked out the door to take a taxi to Bnei Brak, the Sadiger Rebbe, the Abir Yaakov, the Sadiger Rebbe was passing down the street and he ran over to the Sadiger Rebbe. And he told him the story that's going on with his wife and what the Belzer Rebbe said that he needs a Bezdin. <clears throat> and he said to the Sadiger Rebbe, Rebbe, will you agree to be on a Bezdin with the Chazanish and, and the Rebbe Belzer? And the Sadiger Rebbe said, of course, I agree, I'm on the Bezdin, she, shouldn't, she doesn't need any operation, she doesn't need anything. And from there he took a taxi straight to the Chazanish's apartment, to Bnei Brak, knocked on the door. The Chazanish's wife answered the door, those of you that know the Chazanish's wife etc., whatever. She started screaming at him, why are you bothering my husband? She started screaming. And the Chazanish heard the commotion and came and said to his wife, look, he has a broken heart. And this Rav Shimon Klein was like, he was so emotional, imagined with his wife and what the Belzareb said to him, with the doctor. And so he was completely like distraught and the Chazanish let him in, let him into the house. And to his amazement, he didn't get a chance to open his mouth to tell the Chazan Ish what the Belzer Rebbe said. And the Chazan Ish said like this, I agree with the Belzer Rebbe that she doesn't have to have an operation internally, but I think that perhaps she should have an operation to take away the protrusion from her forehead, the external, the chitzoni, the chitzonius, the external protrusion that I do think she should have. And Shimon Klein was shocked. He hadn't even said anything to the Chazanish. But of course, as soon as he heard that, he got in a taxi straight from Bnei Brak back to Tel Aviv, ran into the, to, to the Belzerov, and to his shock, again, he didn't open his mouth. The Belzerov turned to him and smiled and said, I'm happy we have a Bezdin, but I don't agree with the Bnei Brak Arov. I don't think there should be an, anything should be done, not even the external thing. And that's what happened. And everything went away and she was fine. But Rav Shimon Klein just stood there crying about the way these tzaddikim had almost like this communication. There were no phones, cell phones. There was no way in Gashmias in the physical world. that they, And they like had this like complete line of communication. And he, he just could, that was the most amazing part of this story. And you know, I was thinking about this story today these days during the pandemic of Tufshin Pei, when we no longer have the Belzer Eber or our Chaim Brisker or the Chazanish or the Rebbe Rashab, it's now a hundred years since the Rebbe Rashab passed away and and all these great Sadiqim and the Munkach Rebbe and, and, and of course the Lubavitch Rebbe who told us that Mashiach's about to come. We don't, we don't have Sadiqim like that anymore. But the Lubavitch Rebbe did tell us Mashiach's about to come. And when you hear a story like that, like at least personally, I mean, maybe this isn't the uh, the firm thing to say, but it really gets me upset. Like, when has there ever been a generation that's been orphaned like we are? When? But the only thing that we could say is if they had this kind of open line of communication when they were alive in the physical world, of course the tzaddikim are still with us. And I'll leave you off because of, as of course, my Rebbe is the Lubavitcher Rebbe of blessed memory. And I want to just tell you something that he once wrote. A woman once wrote to Lubavitcher Rebbe of our generation that she's suffering from anxiety, terrible, terrible anxiety and fear. 
And the Rebbe wrote to her that take a picture of my father-in-law, meaning the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, because uh, uh, he was a chassid of his father-in-law, but it means any real tzaddik. But this is what the Rebbe wrote, and this is handwritten. He wrote to this woman, take a picture of my father-in-law, and whenever you're suffering from anxiety or fear, look at the picture of my father-in-law and know that because he is a true shepherd of Israel, a Raya Yisrael Amiti, that he's looking right back at you at that moment. When you're looking at the picture, the Rebbe is looking right back at you. The Yorilizen, it will help for this. It will help for the anxiety. And that's us too. These days what we have left is to look at these pictures of these holy tzaddikim, their holy faces, take away our anxiety and believe that they're looking right back at us. And through looking at them, we're looking at Hashem, may we finally today see the face of Mashiach.